Welcome to the Car Dealer Pro Podcast. Today we're talking with Alex from Small Cars Direct. We're going to be talking about loads of different things, including how to utilise your auto trader accounts, uh, how Alex set up his own car buying website, how to deal with warranty claims and all the strange customers we seem to meet in the uh, motor trade, and how selling undesirable Porsches has gave Alex his biggest profit. Hope you enjoy the conversation. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Alex. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me to come on. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, the people out there, could you just let us know about yourself, your business name, uh, yeah. where you're based and all that type of stuff? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, my name's Alex Bradley. I've been running Small Cars Direct since uh, October 2016, um, so a little over three years now, and we're based in New Milton, which is in Hampshire, so... For ease, that's halfway between Southampton and Bournemouth, right on the south coast. And as the name suggests, we focus in stocking small cars. Sometimes there's a temptation to waver away from that slightly. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's the basics of it. And, and how many do you hold on average? Uh, so, yeah, so at the moment, it's around 20 cars in stock. And how, how many of them will you normally sell? Uh, typic- yeah, typically the last kind of six months, we've always averaged between sort of nine and, and 12 a month we tend to sell and That's great. we've got we've only got eight live on auto trader uh, at the moment obviously what will ebay doing their thing we've we've got the full amount on there uh, yeah. which isn't costing us anything which is which is a nice touch from them so yeah we've got all of the stock live on on ebay but yeah we've got normally got uh, four or five in prep at any one time so right. you know ready to go we've normally got about 15 and 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 how many's in the the business? Is it just yourself running it? Yeah, you got? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just myself. It's just me. If I need a valeter, I can I can call on someone to come give me a hand. Yeah. Um, one or two days a week. Uh, it doesn't happen that often. But that's it. Yeah, it's literally just myself. So I ship out you know, the bodywork as and when yeah. it comes up, um, and all the mechanical stuff. Um, right. So yeah, I try to keep things as efficient as possible, which yeah. is difficult when you've got twenty cars around you. But that's always yeah. a battle that I face. So, so that's what you aim for. That's that's your aim for twenty cars. Yeah, and 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 you know, like I say, the the constant battle is to try and get those twenty ready and available to yeah. to go out next day. Should should I get a customer? But you know, invariably yeah. with with the sort of stock that I carry, which is uh, slightly older, it's uh, it's uh, it's a challenge. So, so at the moment, as as we speak, what type of stock have you got in there? What does it range from? Yeah, so the bulk of the stock it ranges from two two and a half thousand pounds, um, all the way up to we've got a thirty three thousand pound nine eight one Boxster. So that's the twenty thirteen onwards model. That's the three point four S, which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's a really really big big mix of stock. So. Seems as you've only been doing it since 2016. Did, yeah. What did you do before that then? Um, so trying to keep this as concise as possible. Basically, I was working at Nissan at their head office in uh, near London. Um, that was my second job out of uni. So right. I was doing a bit of everything there. You go around, do different jobs, uh, marketing and product marketing and all the rest of the operations and things. And I left there. And then when I left there, I was looking for a job. Um, couldn't find anything. Uh, then I moved down to a house that my family had that was empty. Sounds a bit weird. 
but um, yeah. that's what I decided to do rather than move back home to Cornwall because it's just too too remote. So uh, when I moved in there, bought a few cars, um, probably had just two or three, maybe four yeah. at a push, and I thought oh, I'll give this a go. Um, yeah. Of course, you know if I had the foresight to realise, you know if you've got four cars in stock, you ain't going to make a living. So yeah. um, I quickly realised that and thought right, got to get myself a job. Um, so I did. Uh, working for TPS, which I'm sure a lot of us will know. Um, okay. So I was the account manager for TPS, for their marketing team in Bournemouth. So I did that for a year and a half, I think that was, before we lost the contract. The marketing agency lost the contract to TPS. Um, right. And that was it. That, that, that was the moment to, to go for it. And that was June 2015. So as you can tell, there's a little gap between then and when Small Cast Direct was formed. But that was because when I started the business, first off, it was called Apsley Cars. Um, right. I don't think many people would have heard of it at all because it was quite small scale at that point, but that was when I was working at Nissan. So yeah. when I had my full-time job at Nissan, I you know, bought a couple on the side, you know, just as a hobby. You know, yeah. I had an Integra DC2, which was really good fun. Uh, and I got clear 182 trophy. So I'm dealing in like nice stuff, but only like yeah. sort of three, four, five grand. Yeah. Only have one at any one time, you know, a bit of pocket money. Um, and then when I left my job at Nissan, that's when it was the time to get a couple more and dip my toe in the water. So it's yeah. been really gradual and it's just literally, it's just snowballed from there uh, to the point of when we lost the contract at my most recent job. And that was it. That was the, Great. That was the, the catalyst to, uh, to go for it. So, so in the beginning, um, them first two or three that you started with, was that what started your pot of money up? Or did you put more yeah. money to it when you um, got, got no, a bit that's more it. serious? Yeah, so I've always tried to be as you know as frugal and careful as I have could be with the money. So I'd always put some money aside. And at the time, I never really knew what it would be for. I didn't really have a specific goal to like get a mortgage or anything. I was, you know, I was single at the time. Yeah. So I'd always you know, scurry away some, some amount of money each month with my job at Nissan. And then I probably started with, what, five grand in my savings account. And then the first car was a little Daihatsu Copen. I bought it in winter. I went to BCA uh, Enfield. God knows what came over me. It was absolutely freezing. It was probably sub-zero, and I bought this little Copen convertible <laughs> thing. I'd never even driven one, heard of yeah. one, and I just thought, yeah, it sounded cheap. So I've done 40,000 miles. Yeah. Um, and I you know, probably managed to turn five, 600 quid profit out of that one. Yeah. Um, and that was it from there, really. Uh, then I, you know, like I said, dipped into my five grand savings a little bit more to get another one, and, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. And I think once you start to see sort of like the early signs of growth, it, it kind of gives you that bit of encouragement just to keep going. Yeah, definitely. And, and in the beginning as well, you know, when you've got virtually no overhead, it's not easy, but you can you can see your pot growing quite rapidly. Yeah, it's really That's, nice, isn't it? Yeah, and after a while, you start to think to yourself, "Hang on a minute, this not only is this fun, and I'm enjoying the pocket money, but I wonder if this can actually turn into some sort of income." You know, how many? And, you, know, you start to ask yourself questions: How many more have I got to do to yeah to pack yeah. in the job versus what yeah. I'm earning? And then that's did, it. That's when you can really start to make a plan. 
did it take over you? I mean, it took over my mind when I first started. I just remember going to bed thinking about it constantly, thinking, yeah. How many cars do I need to sell X amount? And I'd, I'd even go to like um, local independent car dealers and I'd, I'd look at if they had 20 on, yeah. I'd go in and say, how many cars do you sell in a month? <laughs> you know, like really cheeky. But some yeah, people... Did. They, 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 Would they tell you? Yeah, yeah, they, they told us. Um, I remember one chap, he had, he had about 30 and he said, oh, we, we sell about uh, six a week. So it was something like that. Yeah, it just give you an it just gave me an idea, you know. And then I thought, well, if they're doing that and I can do this, and it it, it just you, you can see where you want to go, can't you? So it, it gives yeah. you a lot of incentive. Oh, big time! That's a good idea. I should have done that. It gives you a goal to aim for, doesn't it? If you can yeah. see what others are doing and how yeah. how they're getting there. So at, at the moment, then you've got eight cars on Auto Trader and the rest on uh, eBay. Is, yeah, is, that your, so, is that your sort of formula then where you have pretty much yeah, I mean you, I've, I'm contracted for, for I think I've downgraded it now and contracted for probably uh, six let's just say for argument's sake at the moment what I chose to you I've got eight live there but um, yeah. making use of the double stock at the moment during this yeah. weird period yeah. so that's got most of the prepared cars on sale it's got about 15 on there not live now I think it was an auto trader so um, yeah the, 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 the cost per sale that I worked out for auto trader wasn't really, it wasn't very, very good anymore. It's been yeah. dwindling for probably about 18 months. So, so, so did you say, have, did you have like 15 advertised on there at all times? At yeah. One point? yeah. 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 I used to have them all on there. Um, and when you're getting the 1600 quid, 1600 yeah. quid billing, you think, hang on, let me just work this out. Cause you know, for a lot of people that probably didn't sound like a lot of money. Um, but yeah. you know, still fair wedge of, of money. It's going to be a couple of cars, maybe, or yeah. depending on what, how many you've got in stock. And I started to work it out, really, really drill into it to see what the return was. And yeah, it's been getting worse for, like I say, about a year, yeah. year and a half. Um, so I thought, well, rather than just keep the cars on there, and you know, I may only have thirteen ready to go out. Yeah. I say if you've got fifteen on there, you've you've wasted two two slots, which yeah. you know might be two hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. So I've started to start rotating stock on there, yeah. And uh will you ro- rotate that stock every day then? Or Yeah, try to do it every day. Yeah. Um uh, it might be every couple of days, depending on you know how active I am. So if I'm if I'm at home or if I'm working on the house that we've got, I might forget to do it for a day, but yeah, pretty much every day, a couple of days. Right. right. I see what you mean. Cause, um, are you with car dealer five as well? The, the website no. provider? No. So it's quite funny. You see people post online on the forums and stuff and you can you draw likenesses with them. I noticed Nick was, you know, quite vocal in saying, I don't know why everyone yeah. spends the money. I've got my own website and it costs me nothing, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Similar thing. So there's a there's a little web developer guy that I know of, um, not far from here, and um, yeah, he he created my website from scratch. So you know, feel free to go have a look. You might think it's a load of rubbish. You might think it's quite yeah. good, but no, I've seen it. Yes. It looks great. I actually yeah, thought, more, I, yeah, I actually yeah. thought it was like Car Dealer Five or Click Dealer because really? it, it looks right. really professional. Yeah, Small Cars Direct Credit UK. It's um, yeah, a guy called Design the Box did it. So I was using WordPress before with uh, oh, yeah. the Absolute, Absolute Cars website. 
Yeah. But um, what with the name change and the focus on smaller cars back in 2016, I thought it's time to get a new website built. So yeah, I just jumped on to peopleparow.com, yeah. um, which is a great website. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of it. And Yeah. And um, yeah, there's a guy that quoted on there. I think it was about 700 quid later. It was a uh, job done. So it's a bargain, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a lot of work. I've still got pinned to it. So it's not going to be to everyone's taste because I've got to manually upload every car. There's no feed on there at the moment from AutoTrader. Yeah. So yeah. I've already spoke to him about that actually recently, trying to shift some of the work away from myself and try and keep yeah. the industry run as possible. He said it is, it is doable. So that's something that, I'm looking to soon. That is because I was the same as you. I always had my own website. Yeah. And I hated uploading all the cars on eBay. (laughs) It's awful, isn't it? It's absolutely terrible. And then when I got Car Dealer 5, it was just amazing. that I couldn't believe it that all the cars had just load up to all these different portals. So, But if you can get a web developer to do that, then then you're quids in, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. He he doesn't think it'd be too difficult to do. So um, for a one-off cost with, with him, to sort that out, yeah, it's something I think I'll probably do actually. Yeah. Going forward, the sooner I do it, the sooner I can start saving some time and uploading each one. So. Yeah, 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 because it, it does take a lot of your time, definitely. Yeah. Because I, I'm the same as well with Auto Trader, where um, I think once this pandemic's finished, I'm going to go down to about maybe 15 cars, 15 yeah. cars advertised. Um, and we've got, well, we try, well, after this pandemic, I'm going to try and make sure that I've always got 40 in stock. I'm going to try and do it so it rotates every day. And on, on my adverts, on the second picture, I've got well, a, a great program that I, f- I found during the, the pandemic. It's called Canva. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't think I have, no. So basically, it's like, you know, you said you're doing posts for like Facebook or Instagram or yeah. on your auto trader adverts and, and you want to say uh, car awaiting prep yeah well it, it, yeah. it's like a design program that's really easy but makes all makes the, the designs look really nice and really professional instead of oh, you know when you know when some people put car coming in stock and it looks a bit tacky doesn't it quite a lot of them yeah, like just hopped onto paint and done a quick... Yeah, yeah or words, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this Canva, it's like, it's like eight quid a month, which is... I mean, I hate paying for subscriptions, but it's yeah. well worth it because yeah. just with my Facebook page, um, I'm not on Instagram yet, but I, I will go on Instagram now because of this Canva because it makes everything yeah. look really professional and it keeps within your... Um, oh, God, what's the word? It keeps within like your, your profile of your website and your, yeah. y- you know, your image and that's all the same colours and all the same fonts. Yeah. And keeps it looks it consistent. Really, yeah, yeah. Consist, yeah, consistent. And then, so I've done this one on the second page on Autotrade. It comes up and it says, yeah. like this car... Yeah. Uh, oh, so it's like this car. Our cars change daily on AutoTrader. So please like this. Uh, please bookmark this website, our website, or I'll take a picture of this uh, advert. And hopefully that that might work. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. hoping to save me a bit of money. Yeah, it might prompt them to to do exactly that. So that's a good idea. And you know. It's quite funny, isn't it, how AutoTrader tell you that people start their buying journey, you know, weeks in advance of actually 
buying their car. So they're actually yeah. telling us that people are coming on and off or trade all the time looking for that next car. Yeah, they kind of shot themselves in the foot there a little bit because yeah, telling us that they'll go on every other day to check. So they'll probably Definitely. catch your car at some point if you're retaining them. Yeah, yeah. But it's keeping on top of that, swapping the adverts around. That's what... Yeah. If somebody could come up with some sort of program where it just automatically changed all your cars round. That's a good shout, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That I'd abs- I mean, that's something I'd pay for. Uh, I wonder if that's a, a job you could post on peopleperhour.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'd almost yeah. be like a virtual assistant or, or yeah, quite yeah, a literal yeah, someone, one. Yeah, you could have someone, someone just log, yeah, log into your account and do someone, it for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, five, ten minutes a day. Um, there might be someone overseas, dare I say, that would be willing to do that for not a lot of money. So whilst that sounds quite far-fetched, actually, it might not be. Yeah, you just go on there, you can post anything, any jobs yeah. that you need doing, and yeah, you might, yeah, that could be, uh, that could be a winner. Yeah, do you know, I didn't think credentials. that. I've been yeah. thinking in my head, oh, somebody needs to come up with a programme to automatically, but yeah. like you've just said there, just pay somebody and they'll do it for you. Yeah, it's amazing the jobs that people are quite willing to do on those, those websites for, for not a lot yeah. of money, or whether that's because they can do it, you know, 10 times quicker than us, or... Or, yeah. or what they used to working for, I don't know. But yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like uh, I use uh, Fiverr as well. Do you use that one? I've heard of it. I've never, never used it or felt the need. No, is it a similar thing? It's yeah, it's the same as people per hour. But if you want a um, like a logo, you want a decent logo. Yes, that's it. Artwork stuff like that. But but yeah. now I've got Canva. I I don't think I'm going to need Fiverr as much. But no. Fiverr was great for, for just, ad- again, like local magazines where we are, you'd say, yeah. can you do an advert? You know, we buy cars for cash and they'd send yeah. the proof back and it'd be like, oh my God, what have you done that on paint? Yeah. So <laughs> then I'd just go on, I'd go on Fiverr and say, look, I've got this job, blah, blah, blah. And then they'd quote yeah. back like 20 quid for 20 quid. Yeah. It's worth doing, isn't it? Because even if I tried to do it, it'd take me about two, three hours. So, oh yeah exactly yeah so what where do you get your stock from then alex yeah good question so um it's split evenly i'd say across uh two main sources first is the dreaded bca uh yeah. second is my i've got my own car buying website actually it's it's and then there's three actually it's there's three which is fairly evenly spread across so it's bca my car buying website uh, and also part exchanges. So I'll retail yeah. pretty much all of my part exchanges. Yeah. And then you've got a small amount, uh, word of mouth, and the odd one or two from, say, Mannheim as well. Yeah. And so, uh, how, how would you say the uh, it, it works out in ratio, most of it from yeah, BCA? Or? It's, pr- it's pretty much a, th- a third. A third at BCA, you know, a third from the car buying website, and then like a third of the stock that I've got for sale is, is through part exchanges. And then, yeah. like yeah. I say, there's the odd few um, uh, word of mouth and, and Mannheim. So, yeah, it, it's uh, those three. And with the car buying website, will, will you use like Google AdWords to advertise yeah. it? And, yeah, yeah, that's it. So it was a, a quiet period a couple of years ago over Christmas, which is kind of natural when I was at home. Didn't have a lot on, and I just knocked it up on uh, on WordPress. Used a simple form, yeah. inputted the form, made sure the emails are coming through from the website, um, 
I mean, it might have even been a free theme. I can't remember. It literally didn't cost me anything at all. Obviously bought the domain, sorted that out, um, and then linked it with AdWords. So right. managed to get some of the free help that you get when you join or you get, you know, 80 quid free credit. You get a phone call if you spend like 40 quid or something. Yeah. So yeah, I managed to talk through with someone what my goals were and they're really spot on. Obviously, that's all they do. So um, they managed to get a campaign set up and yeah, straight away, first month, I managed to buy three maybe, which for me, we're not, I probably, yeah, I probably only had about 12 in stock at that time. So to be able to get cars in, at the yeah. prices that I wanted to pay, that people were ready to sell them. And yeah. I could actually go and see the car as well and test drive them. Yeah. Um, it's all about limiting my risk at that point because when you've got so few cars, you can't afford to have no, a couple no. out of action or not on sale. So it was, um, yeah, it's a great idea and I've not really looked back. It's When I did those figures for you, ready you know, to answer your question, I was actually quite surprised that I, I've got 12 um, from the car buying website but yeah that's that's how it's ended up which is good i'll that's, try and that's amazing that is a mix we've got adverts in all the local magazines yeah and i'd say i get maybe one or two a month well recently yeah. that's what i've been yeah. getting which is and i mean how much will the google adwords cost you per month if you don't uh, mind me asking that no, no no not at all it's, it's all cool um so you i set a budget per day um so i mean you're probably looking at about what two three so yeah but 90 quid a month it's costing me about that that's brilliant between, between 70 and 90 quid a month probably that is and i'll probably oh yeah i'll probably buy yeah two or three a month off there maybe even four and, and the customers you're getting are good customers as well it's completely varies so we buy small cars they don't tend to look at that URL. They just put on any old thing, don't they? Estates. They'll yeah. submit a request for an estate and stuff that's done like 200K and needs a load of work doing, got one month's yeah. MOT and they, they don't need to frequently ask questions and, you know, what we buy. So, I don't know, a lot of them don't end up going anywhere. Yeah. But you do get the odd few where it would be like a 2014 car with full service history. It'd be a local car as well. Yeah. And obviously you can target that. Um, that locality to your business which is great on adwords and yeah before you know it you've got a couple of people you know that want to sell you their car two miles yeah. away done super low miles and you're on to a winner so yeah i mean even with the cars that you don't particularly want you know if i make a, a low enough offer and they accept i could always trade it on yeah and, yeah. and make a little bit of margin that way too yeah yeah definitely definitely that's a bit. and what about uh, facebook ads then would, would you use them as well I've um I've tried that in the past with varying degrees of success. It's not something that I do regularly. Um, I'm still really intrigued um, as to how it can work. I don't know yeah. if it's mainly based to obviously the knowledge that you've got, or whether it's particular areas seem to um, be more successful than others. You know, you look at the likes of Jim Reed. That I know those guys up there are really yeah. good with Facebook, and it seems to be getting good results for them. So yeah, it'd be nice to. Um, chat to Jim for half hour an hour and really find out yeah. how it works but uh, yeah, yeah I, you know it it's it's fascinating and I quite like to be able to come away from the likes of Auto Trader and and use that money if it's cost me 160 quid a car to sell yeah. it on Auto Trader I'd be more than happy to, to spend 100 quid yeah. and, and get it gone via yeah. you know Facebook but how that works 
I don't particularly know. I think I've yeah. sold a couple maybe from yeah. boosting a post on on Facebook before in the past, and then I've also equally spent a load of money and it's gone down the drain too. But yeah, you know, same could be said for Trader. You don't sell that many by that platform. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe if um, when things go back to normal again. I can uh, use some of the money I'm saving from Trader and put it to Facebook and, and have a go. But it's one of those, you don't just want to have a go. You want to be able to do it with yeah with some idea of what's right and what works. You know? Yeah, you've got to have a plan, haven't you? And you've got to stick at that plan. To me as well, like Facebook, adverti- like advertising your cars, that, like advertising cars for sale. I just, I just don't, I've done that for about three months and... It, it just didn't work for me because I was getting the wrong type of customers uh, yeah. and just constant messages on our Facebook page, just ridiculous messages. But yeah. maybe for, for buying cars on Facebook, that might be a, a, a good place to, to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. Um, the thing that stopped me from doing that is the way in which Google AdWords is so targeted. So my ads will only show for people that are already searching for terms like sell my car near me, sell my car in Bournemouth, sell my right. car in yeah. New Milton, who will buy my car. And obviously on Facebook, you can't quite drill down and target those people as well. Yeah. But it's not to say it isn't going to work because somebody might just be scrolling through Facebook and actually be thinking about selling their car anyway. And obviously you can target it locally too. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's worth me splitting out that budget and, and having yeah. a go on facebook i think i think so i can't remember who it was but they mentioned that they've done that and it, and it has worked so yeah yeah it's a good yeah. idea yeah 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 definitely um i think you know when this pandemic finishes as well and the, yeah are you um have you applied for that bounce back loan from the yeah 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 did so you get it, signed, you had it? yeah so they, they sent me um forms to sign yesterday yeah. And and judging by what people were saying on the car sales dealer forum from then, it normally takes about a day or so. I think I think it might have been Nick that said that. So from the so yeah, it might even be in the bank today. I have to oh, check. Great. Oh, that'd be brilliant. What about yourself? I, well, I uh, applied for it on Monday. Yeah. And then it came back saying that the signatory, my, my name wasn't on the signatory or something. It was some, something like that. So I rang them up, and they said, yeah. "Oh, look." We think you've you've entered your name wrong on the uh, email, so I re-entered my name because I think I'd missed out my middle name. So I re-entered oh. it, and then it came back again, declined. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! So I rang up that West. I was on honestly, I was waiting in the queue for about an hour and a half at oh. least. But I yeah. thought, you know, you just think, oh god, what's going on? What's what, what's happening? And then I got through. And they said, oh, look, someone's going to ring me in the next three days. Now, basically, yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. If I don't get it, I don't get it, you know. But it would be nice to have it, you know. But I think I know why it's taking so long. Basically, two years ago, I got defrauded uh, out of over two and a half grand. And it was through my my email email. I'll try to keep long story short. Basically, I was I bought a car up from dealer auction and yeah. the the dealer who was based near near Liverpool. <laughs> so uh, no offense to people from Liverpool. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, what, what happened was he sent the invoice to me, but somebody hacked his email and changed the bank account number and sort code on the invoice. What? Yeah, so when I got the invoice, you'd never be able to tell. Honestly, you'd never be able to tell. And I, I just well, you send the money to the account number and sort code because that's what was on the invoice. Oh, yeah. And then, Job done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Delivery company went to pick it up like during the week and uh, I get a phone call from the, the, the dealer and they're like, why have you got the delivery money? You haven't paid for it yet. Yeah. I'm like, I have. I sent the money three days ago. You haven't. We yeah. haven't got the money in our account. Oh. Thinking, oh my God, what is going on here? Anyhow, long story short, it was, well, I'd been defrauded. I had to ring up NatWest. It took me about three months to get that money back because they were trying to say that it was nothing to do with them. It was my fault because it was me that sent the money to a complete different bank account yeah. number and sort code. So I think that's why I haven't got this money yeah. yet because I'm classed as high risk. They might be sending that 50 grand to somebody in Mumbai or something like that. So, so that's why I don't think I've got the money. I think I've got to go through some more security checks. Well, I'm open, yeah. fingers crossed. So, so yeah, but if, if I do get that money, I'm going to put it obviously into more stock. And also yeah. I'm thinking of employing a, a videographer. Really? Um, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm thinking of employing a videographer to help because, you know, like when you're on your own, I mean, I'm in a similar sort of situation. I'm on my own, but I've got a valet and there's only so many hours in the day. And, and that's the one thing that I've, I've been struggling with is like my online presence on Facebook and, and all these yeah. other things. And yeah. uh, I, I think if having a, a videographer, that's, that's going to help. You know, it's going yeah. to help get on the wall. And, and the thing is, you know, if auto trade is costing me nearly two and a half grand a month, I would yeah. rather put that into employing somebody who's working for me and, and using the other different, like, we call them funnels, don't they? Funnels, yeah. your local market to get the people to us. And even if I do it for a year and it, it doesn't work, we can always go back to auto trader, can't we? Yeah, we can. It's, um, you know, they'll get you live in the day, won't they, if they really want you to. So this could be a good idea. And like you're saying, like I was talking about, you know, trying to get Facebook boosted ads or Facebook ads to work for me. And cutting down the spend on auto trader, I mean, there's no harm in me trying that for two weeks, month, because, like I say, you can just go back to what you've been used to if you really want. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with trying a few things. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not against advertising, or I'm all for advertising, but you've got to try these different avenues, haven't you? Yeah. Because once you find a little niche, yeah, it, you know, it, it'd be great, wouldn't it? If I, like you were just saying there about your car buying website and Google AdWords, I, I've never even thought of that. So, no. you know, th there is definitely other avenues that you can pr promote yourself. Big time. There's nothing worse than, than listening to people moaning about things. And, and, and I, think, I think it was Chris that mentioned it on the podcast the other day. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear solutions yeah. like with the moaning yeah. mechanic. It's like, yeah. don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. It's, you hear it all the time in the trade. They, I can't buy cars. Cars are too expensive. Yeah. You can't get anything out of Blackbush, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. All right, great. What are you going to do about yeah. it? You know, exactly. go and create your own car buying website. Create yeah. your own We Buy Any Car. You know, there's it, always answers out there. You've just got to keep looking. If, you, you know, if you've got enough about you, you'll, you'll find solutions. So, Definitely. Yeah. There's no harm in trying new things like that. That sounds like a good shout. 
yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that, that's so true as well. Like, like when I first started around the same time, 2014, 15, yeah. Yeah. everybody was at the auctions, oh, so expensive. Oh, they weren't like this when <laughs> I first started. And everyone's saying the same shit still. You, you, know? you still stood here, mate, buying. So, yeah. Yeah, like mine. Yeah, so I try and I try and like just switch off from, well, just stay away from them sort of traders. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, we've done a uh, we had a, a trader buy car from us uh, the other month. He was the same. He was like just mourning about our trade and mourning about everything. And I yeah. said, "Oh well, let's have a look at your advert." And that, and honestly, his pictures were terrible. It was like <laughs> he he took the picture. You know, like when the car's in situ, like I hate them pictures. And it it, yeah. it, it had on the uh, price board, it had like, let's say 10 grand. But straight away, the car on the auto trade, auto trader advert was eight grand. So he's made a mistake there straight away, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> well, people will either think, well, I'm getting a bargain on the auto trader ad, or they think, well, this guy's just trying his luck because one minute he wants 10 grand for it, one minute he wants eight. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be looking at it thinking, oh, hang on a minute, if I leave it another week, it might be six. So, yeah, yeah, it's so true, and and just not consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not yeah, that. That you've just hit the nail on the head. If, if you're going to use auto trader, you've got to make it work for you. You've got to yeah work out how to optimize it as as mm. best best for you, isn't it? So you, you know, and you get how do you deal with warranty claims then? Have you got any yeah. good tips with that? Good question. It's going to be a really short answer. Um, <laughs> don't. Don't deal with them. Don't don't do warranties. That's that's a, a bold right. move that I made uh, yeah. probably uh, August 2018. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny when I was um, when I was still in my most recent job, um, I uh, went to go and buy a little Ford Ka, um, and uh, I thought it'd be like a little old lady. It's what the, the ad was written as, and turn up and there's this, this young he's like about my age. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And done no miles. And he said, oh, yeah, deal. Shook hands. He goes, look, I'll do this for, for this price if um, you start doing my warranties through me. I said, what? He said, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a rep for um, Auto Protect. Really nice guy called Scott. Um, and, uh, and that was it. Yeah, I started using him for a couple of years. Really nice guy to deal yeah. with. You know, if there's a, a dubious claim, he'd always help me out. Yeah. Um, but looking back, I was hang on a minute, I'm probably spending about five grand on warranties. And um, he'd always say to me, look, you know, if there's anything left in the pot, I can give you some of it at the end of the year once the warranty's burnt and what whatnot. I said, okay, that's nice of you. Yeah. But you'd still never get your your five grand back or three yeah. or whatever's left in the pot. You'd get you know, your five hundred quid check. And you're like, yeah. well, this isn't you know, I don't really get many customers coming back or claiming on the warranties. My burn rate was really good according yeah. to um my rep so i thought if i save some of this back get a bit more you know a bit more involved with the the prep and maybe do some things that were borderline where you think well no that's just wear and tear that's fine or that's not near its end of life that'll be okay you won't do those pads and actually start doing those pads and discs that were a little bit worn and start doing stuff that was you know getting yeah. close get a bit more bit more in depth with things make sure the cars are absolutely perfect before they go out and that's what i've done ever since and i don't think i've had too many issues i've i might have bought two cars back three cars but then that's probably just 
to make my life easier yeah um, rather than going down the route of you know how much compensation you give me oh, I'll take you to court I just buy it back can't be bothered um yeah. but big repair yeah. bills don't think don't think there's been many I think I've probably been a bit more firm with my customers yeah you know if it's been outside of 30 days I've said look you know the car was fine this is why i do these detailed pdis you know you know the car's fine you've had it for over 30 days and there's been no issue so this is a new fault i'm happy to put something towards it though because i'm an unreasonable guy yeah and you know i've probably paid out no more than a couple hundred quid per claim yeah and there's probably only been like three or four claims and you know i've not done warranties for what i don't know what that would be two years maybe in august so That's I might great. have saved myself 10 grand, but then only paid out a total of what? Maybe a couple grand max? Yeah. For, you know, scenarios where I've seen fit to contribute towards. So, yeah, I don't, I don't deal with them. Um, but then you've got to be, I don't know, you've got to be calm and you've got to have a yeah. customer-focused attitude when they do call you with any and all weird and wonderful faults yeah a couple of days after or you know it's been one scenario a lady bought a cash flow from me and she called me i think it was like four months later and she said oh you said though that when i bought it that you would help me out and now you're saying you're not going to help me out i said i said i will help you um but you know help in some people's eyes means running to their aid with a cape yeah. and a transporter yeah. and putting it on and taking it back to the unit and fixing it and dropping it back off same day and paying for everything well that wasn't what i meant by help but then again that's my fault so i should be a bit clearer when i'm yeah, yeah. handing these cars over but yeah you just got to manage people's expectations um like yeah. a lot of people say on the forums and stuff so yeah that's quite a drawn out answer but yeah i don't don't do warranties anymore so, um, so you, you won't do i use them logistics warranty books yes uh, do you use them no i don't um that has interested me and i've always read you know with a keen eye how people manage those warranties and and how it works for them but i guess i'm keeping money back and, yeah. and taking it as profit and then what i try and do is remind myself that i do save about five grand a year so if someone is kicking up a stink or making a fuss about something um especially within the first 30 days just pay it or just help them because whilst you know i know that the cars are right when they go out you know it's either this or or spend five grand on warranties which ultimately may not pay out anyway yeah um so yeah i just try and remind myself of that i don't keep a separate bank account or anything like that for any claims that arise but i just take it all on a case-by-case basis yeah same sort of saving i do use them logistic warranty books I know when I first started, people would be like, some people would use the warranty companies and uh, I don't think I've ever done it. I don't think I've ever done it because, again, if you work it out how much you spend on fixing yeah. people's cars, it's definitely not as much as what you're going to give the warranty company. What I do do, I sell the warranty-wise warranties to the yeah. customers. I'll, I'll try yeah. and up, upsell them, but not, not for a lot more than what they give them to me. So the customer thinks they're getting a good bargain. Yeah. And that, that works well for me, that. But then uh, I, I just find it's nice when I give them the logistics warranty books 
uh, book. And it's just nice because they know that we're all on the same sort of page. Yeah. And I say, look, and and my favourite saying to customers is, you know, I'll I'll never leave you in the lurch. If anything major goes wrong within the first couple of months, just give us a... And you've just got to wait wait up the customers, haven't you? A lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, I've still got the option to um, sell third-party warranties. So um, the other guy I was talking about earlier, he's moved companies now, so I'll, I'll, I'll use... I'll use them. Um, so if I'm getting a vibe from someone where, or oh, I'm not really sure that it could be a bit of a moaner, obviously you can never really tell, you know, yeah. should a switch go wrong or something, you know, if someone's having a car delivered further afield or they live a couple hours away, sometimes I'll just say to them, look, you know, if you give me what I want for the car, I'll put a six month warranty on just because I just want to give yeah. myself a bit of protection. Really? I think they're going to be yeah. you know, moaning. Um, you know, down the line and that might cost me what, hundred quid, yeah. hundred and twenty quid. But I think well, if they give me what I want for the car, then I'm quite happy to chuck something in. Yeah. Um but yeah, it doesn't doesn't happen too often. Um but the what you're saying there is quite interesting. Yes, by offering those logistics warranties or those booklets, you're giving them something which then makes the conversation a hell of a lot easier to yeah. <laughs> I know. to get them to to upgrade. Whereas yeah. I'm obviously going to be quite hesitant saying, right, okay, well, oh yeah, bought a car, brilliant. Do you want yeah. this 300 quid warranty? And they'll say, oh, but I thought there was warranty with the car. And then there's an awkward conversation for me yeah. to have to say, yeah. oh, well, actually, there is no warranty with the car. However, the car's been PDI'd, just take a look at my reviews. Um, but immediately I'm on the back foot just to yeah. try and make an extra, what, 50, 100, 200 quid. So, yeah. Yeah, there's pros and cons to both there's, of our methods, well, I suppose. Yeah, there is pros because the pros with it, which, which I've just found out the last, uh, last well, during the pandemic. So yeah. what I say is I go, look, you get, if it's a car under, say, three grand, I'll say, look, you, you get a month's warranty, 1,000 yeah. miles or 1,000 pound claims limit. Yeah. Oh, if you want, you can have one of these warranty-wise warranties and they're only like... Most of the time, they're only like 100 odd quid, 120 quid. Yeah. But main yeah. dealers will try and sell you this for 300. But, you know, yeah, we, as yeah, long as we get near a cost price, we're happy with that. And most yeah. people say, yeah, 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 great, we'll have one. And then, uh, yeah, it was just before Christmas, this chap bought a Focus. Actually, I think you know about it because I, I told you about it, the yeah. automatic. Yeah. And uh, it only had 16,000 miles on the clock. During the pandemic, it rang up. Well, no, so when he, when he bought the car, I said, oh, look, do you want one of these warranties, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, no, it's only got 16,000 miles. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be right. so, <laughs> then two weeks ago, it's like months after he's bought the car, he rings me up. He's like, oh, there's a problem with the gearbox. I was like, look, I'll, I'll never leave you in the lurch, but, you know, you're out of your, your warranty with us because you only get, like, a month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you should have got that warranty-wise warranty. You'd be all covered. <laughs> and he was gutted that he didn't. So it, it can work for you in that way as well, can't it? Um, it can. It's, it's, it's funny what you say. I know we, we digress somewhat. But, um, yeah, I must have sold a Focus um, power shift to a customer probably about a year ago. And I had a message from him on Instagram. Right. And I thought, there going to be no problems there. This was like... Um, probably like a three or four year old focus when I sold it you know it's gonna be, be no problems with it 
And he's like, yeah, the orange light has come on, on the dash, and there's a judder between first and second. Yeah. I'm not sure. And straight away, I thought, oh, my God, this is a power shift. Focus yeah. like sold, isn't it? I knew there'd be problems. But, yeah, just took a quick look on the, the Ford ETIS system to see that there was um, an outstanding action. And uh, he, just, he took it back. He, he, he got back to me. It was really nice of him. He said, yeah, there's a recall for the transmission module. I'm going to take it in there on Monday and get it sorted. And that was it. Job done. Yeah. So, yeah, so what, from him again. What, what, what's that then? Ford ETIS? ETIS, say? that's right. Yeah. So I guess it's like the website that the service department will use at the dealership to see the exact spec. It lists all the spec of each car out. All you've got to do is put the reg in, I think. Yeah. I don't think it asks you for VIN. Um, and then also it's quite useful because you can obviously see recalls or service updates. So if there's a software update, I think it will tell you that specific car. And then also it gives you service schedules as well. Right. For year and mileage. So if you're buying a Fiesta that's eight year old and you're like, oh, is it to camp out or not? Yeah. And then you can check, is it eight years? Is it 10 years? Is it 12 years? And then you yeah. can... It just allows you to talk with conviction when you've got a customer in front of you and they're, yeah. Yeah, they're Billy Big whatever and they're like, oh yeah, it's due a camp, are you going to do that? And you're like, it's not yeah. due for two years, so yeah. no. Yeah. No, 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 it's due now. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, how about I pop onto the Ford website and yeah. print off the service <laughs> schedule, you know? So it's helpful. Yeah, I've used yeah. that for a few years. Yeah, so you've, you've got something in your armory because everyone asks yes, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah, just look so much more straight. professional when you come back with exactly. a confident answer. Yeah, it's also in the way you deliver it. Obviously, wouldn't be saying it like that, but um, yeah, it's always nice to get your facts straight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, do you know what I think as well? The warranty claims, um, especially if you've got if you get someone and they're, and they're like quite emotional at the time and they ring up, yeah. and, and your instant emotion is when well, you get emotional yourself and you get put on the you back do. foot. So I yeah. always, I mean, I try to do this. I don't say that I do do it all the time. Hmm. But yeah. And what I've learned is to try and get them off the phone and say, look, oh, I'm just busy at the moment. I've got, I'm with the customer. I'll, I'll give you a ring back in the morning. And then when you've had a sleep on it, yes, put everything in context in your head, can't you? And then you and then you, and then you don't say something you regret as well, do you? And you know, it's a great exactly, idea. Yeah, de- like de- deal with the situation a lot better the the day after. Definitely, and also what that does without realizing is it kind of takes back the power from from them because obviously they're all they're all worked up and yeah. they need to get their point across and they're telling you there's a problem, they're telling you you've got to fix it. Yeah, uh, and then by saying in a calm way, uh, sorry, I'm I'm tied up at the moment they're probably going to be left thinking oh okay so maybe they're busy maybe they're not there for my beck and call and maybe i should yeah. maybe not talk to this talk to them in this way when i yeah when i speak to them again so it kind of gives you that little bit of control back to say no actually i'm not i'm not here to to jump you know for your for your needs i'm actually you know got business going on here too so yeah i will help yeah. you but um i'll give you a call back as soon as possible yeah gives you that breathing space which yeah i always need because if someone's on the phone or worked up it like you say it gets me worked up so yeah yeah you know it's quite often i've opened an email from a customer 
and then jump straight into a reply. The um, best thing you can do in it. <laughs> absolutely. And it's amazing how you write that and then on another scenario, you leave it three or four hours and you reply. The content is completely different. It's because yeah. you've had time to think about it. You've had time to calm down. Yeah. Um, and probably in the last year or so, I've, I've learned to, to reply the next day, especially if they email after, say, five o'clock with an issue. Just leave it and don't oh, reply yeah. straight away because, yes. again, you, you, you're letting them think that you're going to be replying straight away all yeah. the time and you don't want yeah. to give them that, that idea. So, yeah. yeah. Even someone inquiring about a car, because if if, with my auto trade, well, all my adverts, it's on a landline but comes through to the mobile. Yeah. If it's after five o'clock, I just won't answer it, not at all. Because yeah. if, if you're answering a, a phone at eight o'clock at night, mm. Instantly, you're giving the customer the upper hand. They're thinking, oh, if he'll answer the phone at eight, he'll answer it at 10, and he'll do this and he'll do that. Yeah. So it's, a lot of it's psychological, isn't it? You've got, to it make, is. you've got to make them think that we're a business. We're open from nine till five, and, and, and that's when you call us. Yeah, and you might not just have them as the customer. There might be other people contacting you too, so... I think that's that's a good that was yeah good advice there and on about advice what what is the best advice you've ever been given? Yeah, it was, it was tough one. This I, for simplicity, it was um it was uh, keep it simple. I mean, I think Umesh bangs on about this one all the time uh, online, yeah. but it's it's beautifully simplistic. It works, doesn't it? Remove Definitely. all the barriers to getting the customers to buy. Um, you know, give the customers the power to, to buy unseen, give them all the information they want, yeah. let them make up their mind and just keep it simple. Just just give them everything they want and then they can decide whether they want to buy from you or not. You know, if they want to buy it unseen or they want it delivered, you know, deliver it as soon as they want it. You know, get the cars ready. So yeah, keep it simple. So that would be it, I'd say. Make the, the transaction as, as easy and uh, stress-free free as possible for customers. Yeah, don't don't work against them. Work with them if they really want a warranty. And obviously, as you know, I don't I don't offer them as part of the sale. I yeah. just give them one. Say so three months, five hundred quid claim limit, and you know, obviously, yeah. tell them that it's only three months, and tell them it's only a five hundred yeah. quid claim limit. And then obviously, you've got a chance to upsell it from there too if they're so yeah. keen on having a. A warranty you know just just do it for the sake of yeah. what 50 quid 60 quid get it done yeah. get it sold do the next one um so most memorable customer you've ever had yeah so this is an easy one um so, <laughs> so this is uh i think this was i think i might have just started my job when i moved down here working for tps so this was very early days for me um operating under the name of Apsley Cars. We've only had four cars, maybe five cars in stock at that time. And it was an SLK that I had, like the old ones. So we're talking like 98, 99 SLK. Customer came down with his wife, seemed normal enough. But then again, I hadn't seen that many customers at that point. So I didn't, you know, my senses weren't as good as what they probably are now to work yeah. out if they're a bit weird or, you know, they're, you know, very picky and whatnot. They're nice enough. And it started explaining that they didn't have the money. I said, okay, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just take a deposit. I said, how long is it going to take you to get the money? And of course, again, not really knowing how long mortgages take or house sales. I've never bought a car, a house. I did have my own house at the time. And oh, we just went for the mortgage to go through on ours. And then we'll have the money to, to buy it. I said, all right, so when are you going to, when's this 
going to be done then? And he's like, oh, well, a couple of weeks. I was like, all right, God, I mean, the car's four grand. The phone's not been ringing that that much yeah. for it. Yeah. I just take 200 quid deposit and think nothing of it. This is really early. So we're talking no PDIs. Receipts weren't great. They were just printed A4 receipt with no key terms and conditions on. So everything was a bit loose, should we say. Yeah. So I just took 200 quid cash off them. Obviously, I'll do receipts, but only once I've sold a car. So I didn't even do a receipt for deposit. So it was yeah. all he said, she said. Yeah. Um, so anyway, fast forward a month, maybe. Uh, you know, hi, Mike. Are you When are you going to come pick the car up? Sorry, Alex. You know, mortgage still taking a while. Okay, no worries. Six weeks. Hi, Mike. How's it going? <laughs> oh, Alex, I've been told it's next week. It's imminent. Really annoying now. Um, really want this done. Really want my car. Okay, eight weeks, same. Ten weeks. I am a minute. This oh is God. this is a bit of a joke. I'm. It, I think it got to about two months. Yeah, just over two months. So I, I, had to, I had to pull the plug on it. I said, "Sorry, Mike. I'm going to sell it to someone else. He wants to buy it." He's like, "Oh, we'll make deposit." No, I've had this car for over two months sat here for you. This ain't working. Um, so um, you're not getting your deposit back and obviously money was tight back then it, yeah. it was just yeah. I was just starting out I didn't really yeah. have anything so I was like no I'm, this is my deposit this is the whole point of a deposit Yeah. Um, and yeah and then weirdly I jumped onto Facebook and I did some stalking which is a bit weird but I wondered if he was going to be saying anything about the business I was paranoid yeah. obviously Yeah. Uh, he got quite aggressive on um, text and email blah 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 so i was intrigued to see what's next is going to be review and i saw on his facebook profile that he had posted about me saying oh you know this guy's complete oh, and you know what um and then someone commented on his on his status saying oh yeah mike no worries there uh, maybe you should send you and field mushroom over to go and sort him out <laughs> who's, who's field mushroom is that like <laughs> <laughs> is that like a nickname for his buddy? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Field Mushroom didn't come and sort me out, thankfully. And um, I actually got a really apologetic email about a month after this had blown over saying, Alex, I've seen your, your new SLK on your website. I uh, wonder if I can come down and buy it. No. I've got the funds ready now. Cash, I'll just take it. <laughs> I thought, no. I don't want to see you or hear from you ever again. I do not want to sell this car to you. This is definitely not going to happen. So I just said, um, you know, sorry, I think I've sold it. And he said, oh, look, Alex, I must apologize for being bullshit and aggressive. And many thanks. So he completely apologized. I didn't mention Field Mushroom or or Facebook, obviously, or anything. (laughs) And that was it. Um, And I've seen he's watched some of my uh, Small Cars Direct Instagram stories. Yeah. So he's obviously, he's still a fan of the business he's and he's tracking my progress still, which is weird. But um, I'll never forget it. It's been a couple others. Um, a lady saw a video of a 106. Um, it's a really old little hatchback, but it's only like a year or so ago. And um, saw the video, was really critical of the car. Yeah, 98 plates. So we're talking sort of 20 years old, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? 21 year old. It's a lovely little thing. I think yeah. it had been repainted and it was red. So a freshly painted red 106 because it would really stand out. It was a really nice, nice little thing, little diesel thing. It's really weird. And yeah. he done about 50,000 miles. So it's quite rare in that sense. But uh, yeah, she, she loved it. She came down from Wales, got a train, 
it's a fair, fair train ride. And she looked at the car, I said, I'll leave you to it. I what I do with my car. Do you want a drink? I'll leave you to it. There's no pressure here. Just take your time. Give me a shout when you're go for a test drive. Yeah. She knocked on the door. And I thought she's going to absolutely be bowled over by it. It's not the door. She said, uh, no, Alex, this isn't, this isn't what was on the video. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Uh, like, you know, 10 minute video. You know, I'm, I'm like flabbergasted at this point. It's like, well, trim around the inner door handle is missing I was like okay. yeah you probably would have seen that on the video if you'd zoomed in on it like yeah i've showed that to you like, uh and uh there's water ingress around the seals so maybe the seals are broke alex i was like uh okay um oh, well, just just washed it so i mean that's that's the answer for that i literally washed it about an hour before you've turned up so yeah that'd be that well, to be honest, Alex, I don't like this whole aura about you. It's a very negative aura. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to lose like the whole point yeah. of the videos. It's yeah. ultimate clarity. You can see everything. The fact that there's water there is an easy answer to that. She also doesn't believe me or trust me. Yeah. You know, she yeah. read my reviews, maybe not. Does she think I'm conning her? I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I walked off. I can't remember. I think I might have just left her. I couldn't. I, you know, when you're ready to explode. Yeah. The worst <laughs> thing you can do is explode, right? So you just yeah. got to just detract yourself from the situation. I said, no worries. I said, I don't know if this is a negotiating tactic or what. I just try and be as calm as I can. I said, absolutely no problem. Um, I've got your deposit here. I'll return that to you and um, give you a lift back to the, the station. Yeah. If you like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to negotiate. I'm not, this isn't, this is a game from her. It's not working because this isn't how yeah. I roll. And uh, she said, yeah, I'll get a lift back. And my mum was there at the time. And I said, mum, can you do me a massive favour and give this, give this lady a lift back to the station? Because I am not <laughs> sitting in a car with her for 10 minutes. This is not going to happen. Oh, that would we'll have been out. really awkward, wouldn't it? You won't make it. Or I won't make yeah. it. Something's going to happen here. Um, so I went to get her. It's just the way in which she told me that she didn't like my my negative energy or vibe or whatever. You know, she yeah. she looked pretty free spirited herself. So I can yeah. That's, but I'll never forget that. But yeah, those two are the main ones. That them sort of cars. It's always you know the cars that are under like a grand. They always seem to be the worst type of customers. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a grand or twelve hundred or something like that. Yeah. Um, she must have been expecting the earth. But that you know, there's things to learn from here. You know, obviously. Both scenarios frustrated me, you know, massively. And the, the first guy, the deposit, well, why didn't I take a receipt for the deposit? You know, that's pretty schoolboy. Yeah. Why didn't I put a, a date for, you know, expiry of me reserving the car? I should have done that. The the lady of the 106, maybe I should have zoomed in and pointed yeah. out the the missing door trim. Uh, maybe I should have, you know, microfibered the spots of water off the the inner seals of the door, yeah, I can't really, but yeah, yeah. you know, there's, there's no point moaning about it forever. I guess there's some, there's some things to take away from it. Yeah. <laughs> if I, had I, to. Mean, I mean, it's like perfection. If you're looking for perfection, we're selling yeah. second-hand cars. Yeah. And you're always going to get customers that are looking for perfection. And as soon as like, I try and sound out these type of customers and I try and not waste any of my time or yeah. energy on them type of customers because yeah. you know once you've got rid of them next customer's going to come along and yeah they're just, they're just not bothered so you've just got to not let them get to you but it's just something exactly that, it. 
you find yourself trying to find an answer or solution for those type of customers. And then... Well, there isn't, you know, is there? There isn't. There's no point. And, nope. and, and like I said, my mum was there with me at the time. And um, I walked into the lounge with her. And I said to her, I was like, that woman, she said, I, I, I got no words either. I said, there you go. But I tell you what, <laughs> mum, next person that come along is going to see that car for what it is. Yeah, and then it's got an MOT with yeah. no advisories. It's yeah. just been repainted. It's a complete unicorn. And they're going to absolutely love it. And lo and behold, a young lady came along. I think it was the first car or second car with her dad. And her dad said, Christ, isn't that a nice car? Can we take it for a quick spin? I said, yeah. yes, we can. Gave yeah. me the full money and drove off. Yeah. And it's like, why was I getting all worked up and worried? Yeah. And that's all it takes. You, like you say, you just spend as least amount of time and energy on those people as possible. And, um, and you wonder why you ever got worked up. Try and not let, not, not let them get to you. It's really hard. It's really even, <laughs> even, even now, even this week, because we've had this pandemic. I've yeah. had, it's been, it's been you know, beautiful. Well, it's been bad because we've had no money coming in, but yeah. it's been nice having a rest from, from customers. And, yeah. um, but the, the, the gradually starting to come back now and just the emails and the phone calls yeah, and the the test of my patience at the moment because I've had a rest from them, so I need to get back into that mindset of. of it's going to be of, weird meeting a customer for the first time and dealing with their objections or, or questions, yeah. and I don't know, little things like filling out the paperwork. Before it was like a rhythm, you, you know. Yeah. Right, I'm having it. Right, okay, shake the hand. How are you paying? Yeah. Right, just going to fill out the invoice. And I think jobs like that at the moment are taking me like four or five times as long, just because I'm yeah. not used to doing it so yeah yeah the yeah. quicker we can get back to it the better yeah definitely getting that mindset build up that uh that habit of, of dealing yeah. with customers again because yeah. well in my in my office it's quite good because i can't so where where my uh, desk is i can't see onto the pitch where yeah. at my old premises it was like well, the, the desk was right in front of the doors so you could see yeah. the customers, you know, looking at the cars. No, that's the and worst they'd wind thing. you up, do you know oh, what I mean? You, that, that, what's you I doing that exhaust? Why is you doing this? Why is you doing that? Oh, and I'm, I'm, and then, yeah. Before they even come into the office, I felt like chinning them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so the, oh, beu- the beauty of oh, this God. office is I can't see anything. And it's brutal. So I, might, I might go and deal a forum or do whatever I've got to do. And then when they come in, I've got no preconceptions. They could have been ragging it or whatever, but it's great. It's good for my mindset. It's good yeah. for us all. Big time. I, I can't. I chin. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, you kind of need to see what they're questioning, though. It is useful yeah. to know what they have reservations about before they come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like you need someone there working for you to relay back to you. Oh, Alex, just to let you know, they were looking at X, Y, and Z. Yes. Um, so you're pre-armed, but at the same time, watching them look at those items or hearing that is just going to wind you up no end because you know you've prepped it right. Everything's yeah. correct. If anything wasn't, you've told them anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's so funny. I've got, um, I've got like a glass window where I can look out onto them whilst they're viewing obviously, but then I've got this, um, it's like this Perspex stuff where I can see out, but they can't <laughs> see in. So I can look at them whilst they're looking around it and they won't know that I'm quite literally staring right at them whilst they're staring <laughs> at the tyres and whatnot. 
So um, it's kind of good because I guess they think, oh, I want to look at this car and Alex can't see me whilst I stare at these items, but obviously I can. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> honestly, the, another one, you clean, so we clean the engines. And yeah, same. Cus- well, why I've cleaned the engine. Why so, is it so clean? Yeah. There's it, an oil leak here. And you're like, no, we've just cleaned the bloody engine. You started up before the, the, the come just just because it's a cold day so you want it a bit warm in the car yeah I've started the car win. up <laughs> it's like you can't win can you and then uh, yeah. on the, just before pandemic this lad come and he brought one of these he, he brought his cord reader with him oh, and that, I thought oh god, god. Like, why have you, like, I know we don't know each other in that but yeah it's yeah. just it just it just puts you in a bad mood doesn't it and you've got to think right how do I how do I get out of this bad mood? And you just try to be as nice as possible with people, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's a testing one. I've only had one guy turn up with his code reader, I think. Um, he asked for ramps, for a bit of rug to lie on to get underneath. Yeah. Um, he bought it. Couldn't believe it. Little MR2. He bought that. <sighs> um, and uh, I went on to go and buy it back off him. Yeah. Um, I bought another car off him, and his son bought a car from me yeah. uh, about yeah. a year and a half later. So, yeah. I guess once I got this trust, that was it. But yeah, yeah. it's so it's, it's like that lad with the cord reader. He turned out to be lovely, absolutely yeah. spot on, brilliant. So yeah, you've just got to try and take your preconceptions away from you. Yeah, keep yeah. it simple. Let him get on with it. Yeah, get it done. Definitely. And have an office where you can't see outside. It definitely yeah. works. To reduce blood pressure at all times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, cars that you hate taking in part exchange. Yeah, I guess it's a kind of self-explanatory one. So, cars with complicated fix issues. Um, yeah. So, ones that aren't straightforward. If it's got low low pads and it needs a new set with distant pads, not a yeah. problem. If it needs a couple of tyres on the rear, no problem. It's the ones where you know that either A, your mechanic doesn't want to bother fixing them, he's not interested, or it's yeah. literally going to take so long, or it's going to cost so much. So, you know, these might be cars that customers have tried to fix before, given up, and that might be why they're part Xing it. They might be nice enough to tell you that, or yeah. they might be horrible enough to, to not tell you, and that's the reason they're part Xing it, and it's down to you to find that out. That's annoying. Uh, example current slk i've got in at the moment 2006 to what 2010 sort of model shape slk um the fan uh, it's gonna be one of like three things i'm sure but the direction doesn't change right on the fan so between like face you know, stuff like that stuff that you've got to either put into a specialist yeah. and uh, you have to pay an arm and a leg for or current mechanic you just have to probably strip off the bloody dashboard out and get to <laughs> yeah. it and it's a load of grief. He'll book that in at the end of the week, not the start of the week. Don't want to do it. And you just know you're going to have it for yeah. two or three weeks before it gets anywhere near going on sale. So the stuff that takes the time to turn around, but model-wise, make-wise, I'm not too I'm not too bothered by that really because essentially you've probably bought it in at the right price. Yeah. Should I? Yeah. I guess if it's part X. So whether it's someone that fits you know your local area, you know, or not someone's going to want it if it's the right price so yeah yeah i'm, I'm quite open-minded with that so even like high mileage stuff i quite taking in part exchange i 
yeah. don't mind that stuff because you know you can, you know, you can say, oh God, you know, it's got X amount of miles. I can't give yeah. it up for it. So you're going to get it at a really, really good price. Yeah. Yeah, you will. It will look value to someone as well. Yeah. That's looking for, for that kind of car. So yeah, you should have no issues moving on. And have you got any, what, what's your highest mileage car that you've sold then? Yeah, I was trying to think about an answer for this. I think, I think there was one that had done over 200,000, but I can't, I can't recall for a life of me. There was 176,000 mile BMW 330D uh, Estate M Sport that I had last year. Yeah. Um, that was only 10 year old. So it's uh, done well to get up to 176. Um, a oh, mad moment. I was on BCA and I saw it go through. And all I did was look at the pictures of it. I had some nice M Sport wheels. Obviously, it was the M Sport anyway. Um, and it looked really, really clean. And I obviously just didn't even look at the mileage. I don't know what came over me. I had a mad moment. Yeah. And it just looked dirt cheap. It was like less than 10 year old. And I think it went for like three grand or something. Um, yeah, I sold it for like five or something Brilliant. and delivered it up to, I think, like Leeds. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, a good history with it. So not too worried about that. Yeah, stuff stuff like that's great. I know Chris said the other day he took in a, a like a new shape Range Rover with hundred and sixty thousand on the clock. But wow, when when the customer buys it, the neighbours don't know that it's got hundred and sixty thousand yeah. on. So so true. Yeah, you know they're keeping up with the Joneses, aren't they? So I think yeah. late, late plate high mileage stuff if it's quite prestige. Yeah, you can do well with that definitely. Yeah. And, and will you buy a lot online then, or will, will you go to the block? Like ninety percent of it's online. Ninety-five percent right. is all online. Um, that's where I've you know, naturally got burnt the most as well, buying online, unseen, yeah. without any official reports on. So um, make no bones about it. I've only got myself to blame for that because yeah. I should be going there in person, getting it checked out, or speaking to somebody that's there in the hall. Um, but it comes down to time and, and how far I am from the nearest auction house. Um, it's just not feasible for me to go all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I've started to go. I think I went a couple of times um, earlier this year to Blackbush in person just to try and yeah get rid of that risk. But I'd much rather buy through the car buying website I've got. Yeah, yeah, same. same. I'd rather buy, buy local than yeah. uh, go at the auction. And because yeah. um, where we are, we're, we're near Sheffield, so we're like an hour away from a lot of the auctions, which, which is great. But it's just right annoying when you've got to go to Meesham, which is like an hour and fifteen away. Yeah, and you know you've got five or six cars on your watch list, and sods law, one will be at the beginning, one will be, like, <laughs> and the other four yeah. will be the last four cars. Yeah. And, you know, I, mean, I love going to the auction. I absolutely love it. It's great, but just time versus, you know, it's just, it's not, it's just not a good way to use my time at the moment. You calculate your time in your, your hourly rate, or if you've got <clears> one, or you can just quickly think of one, times that by... Yeah. maybe a couple of days wasted at auction and not buying anything yeah. and then use that money towards, I don't know, maybe a potential problem that you might get on one that you did buy online, but you did from the comfort of your office. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be about the same, right? I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. And will you get them delivered then or will you go and get them yourself? Um, it varies a lot. I mean, the Blackbush stuff, I'll probably go 
I'd drag my mum into things. Uh, she enjoys the day out, a bit of slave labour. <laughs> that. Not literally, obviously. She didn't want to be listening. So yeah, she'll she'll come for the ride, which is cool. Um, oh, but anything yeah. further afield, I'll get it delivered. Uh, he's a good guy locally to me, and he does a lot of stuff for main dealer groups. He's got contracts with, so I'll get like a backload a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so anything, you know, Bedford, Manchester, uh, anywhere like that, I'll I'll yeah. get him on it. And and do you find that the auctions up north are cheaper than the ones down south? Yeah, I think there was a spell last year where I probably bought seven or eight from Woolsall. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether that was because it was an evening one or people just don't really pay that much in Woolsall or I think most of them, I think one of a couple at Wolverhampton as well, but there was yeah. also a delivery guy that delivered for a really good rate who lived locally to there as well. So he liked coming, dropping down to me because I think he had quite a lot going back up to from Southampton Docks. So he, he always did a good flat rate. So I was yeah. quite happy to look at stuff in Woolsall, knowing exactly what I'd be paying to get the car back from there. Um, and I had a good good few bargains, actually. Um, the stock was quite good. It was it was stuff like Fiestas that had done like 40, 50, 60,000 miles. Yeah. They were fairly old. We're talking like 58 plate, 5708, that sort of shape that were doing quite well for me at the time. Yeah. Um, and those sort of things at Blackbush with low mileage, they'd, oh, go, into the, um, they'd go into the UKL, the yeah. UK low mileage sections. Yeah. And immediately they'd start that off at Cap Clean at Blackbush. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't have a hope by the time you've added the fees on top. But those sort of cars at Woolsall would just go into like a general sort of sale. I don't think they'd named it UKL at that point. Yeah. Um, and you'd get it for like three, four hundred quid less. And I'm like, yeah. hang on a minute. If it only cost me like 150 to get it delivered, yeah. then I'm better off buying them from Woolsall. Don't bother me. So yeah. Yeah. that worked quite well for a period. And, and will you... Um... So do you work on a, do you change the prices like after 30 days or, or do you play with the prices? Constantly? No, I don't have a strict, I think it's yeah, much like um, Chris said on the uh, podcast the other day, he doesn't have a strict stocking policy as such or overage policy. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. You know, if I've prepped it, I just want to get back as much as I can. Obviously it gets to a point where you think, I'm a minute. Is is only one thing that's going to be wrong with this car, and it obviously must be the price. So it doesn't yeah. matter how many pitches and things you swap around and yeah. change the text. Yeah. Ultimately, we all know the price is going to be the big thing that's going to stop people from buying it. So yeah, once it gets to like sort of sixty days, I'll start getting itchy feet. Yeah, uh, then I'll start to look at reducing it every week, whether it's just fifty quid a week. And obviously, by the time it gets to sort of three months you know, you would have reduced it significantly enough to yeah. hopefully have, have got it gone. I'd like to say I do the same, but it gets to about 60 days and then I'll just, I call it the death price. And then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put it to like sort of what I paid for it. Yeah. But really, I should probably just play around with them prices a bit more. Little and often. Yeah. 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 Little and often. Yeah. Because... Definitely. Because you know from the advert views, if you get like 10 views a day on that car, half of those might be the same person checking back. So if someone's yeah. checking back and they're vaguely yeah. interested in it and they can see you've knocked 50 quid one day, 50 quid the next, they're going to call. Yeah. At some point they're going to call because they can see. And they're going to be paranoid thinking, oh, someone else is seeing these price drops. I'm going to have to buy it before someone else does. So 
rather than just knock 500 quid straight off, just do like 100 quid a week. And then maybe on the second or third week, you'll get that curious buyer, yeah. like sort of bottling it and calling you and buying it. But up to you, really, whether you can be bothered to keep logging on every week and changing it. I don't know. But I'm logging the days in stock on my spreadsheet. So at least I've got clear view on what's ticking over each day. Yeah. Um, that's, so. I've never thought of doing it like that. That's a really good idea. That I've never thought of someone looking at, at the car constantly and then, yeah, if they see it dropping by small amounts, then they'll think, oh, yeah, I, I better ring up or I'm going to miss out on it. Yeah, and, I think that happens. I mean, how many times does it happen as well where you sell a car and then that same day you'll get another person ring up to see if the car's still available. That's it. Or you take it off eBay. I mean, I'm, I've actively done that. I did that yesterday. I, I took three of the most viewed cars on eBay. I took them off um, on purpose. It sounds yeah. mad, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But I took them off. I'll put them back on this morning. But it's happened a lot where I've ended the listing and I get emails. Where's that gone? Yeah. Have yeah. you sold it? And I think, well, why have you not called me about it already? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and the answer is obviously, yeah, I've sold it. But in this scenario that I tried last night, I hope I'm trying to hook them in and then they'll say, oh, have you sold it? Oh, I haven't had any, but prepared to try anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and that's where it can up maybe he's worked work with Trade as well, mate. And it, it just gives people that motivation to make sure yeah. that the car's still available. And it just gives yeah. them that little push because it's like, it's like when an house is for sale and it's been for sale for months you think, oh, they're never going to sell that house. It's going to be sale, yeah. for sale for years. And then before you know it, it's gone, isn't it? So it's, it's yeah. exactly the same with cars. Everybody thinks that car's been there for months. It, it's going to be there forever. And then, yeah, so playing around with the prices, it's going to hook them in, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's the uh, concept. Yeah, if you're prepared to reduce it by 500 quid anyway, in two weeks you may as well implement that 500 quid price increase but spread it out over three or four days yeah yeah definitely that's what I'm, I'm going to do with that i'm going to implement that definitely so yeah what what would you say is the best thing about being a car dealer there's a couple of things the, the best thing i'd say is the ability to change your mood so if you're having a bad day or things aren't going great at home or someone's annoyed you or you've had a load of repairs it's going to cost loads of money if someone calls up and says, Alex, around the corner, can I come and look at that X5 outside or that Fiesta? And they turn up. It's already prepared. You've already PDI'd it the day before or something. And they're like, yeah, I don't, even, don't want to test drive it. I've seen the video. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just buy it? And you're like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, we've got cash. And you check it. And it's all legit. And you're like, okay. Fill the invoice out. And off they go. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> And it's like, you're, you're literally, you're buzzing. You're yeah. on cloud nine for it might only be an hour or two. Yeah. But the ability to change your mood like that is it's unbelievable. Definitely. It's brilliant. And yeah. then you could be on a roll and then all of a sudden it's, you know, it's changed your mood for maybe the whole week if you said another one, yeah. like yeah. shortly after. So yeah. that's probably the best thing. It's an addiction, isn't it, sometimes yeah. as well? And I think that's, that's, that's the reason we do it is to, is to sell. And, you know, whether we consciously or subconsciously recognize that um it, that is that is one of the best things um, and then much like chris on the podcast the other day you can tailor it around your um 
your your personal needs at the time. So if you've got a lot else going on outside of the business, you can maybe scale down the business if you're the sole guy in charge. That's quite yeah. good. Or if you really need to crack on, start earning, you can put all the hours into it and hopefully that will translate to sales too. So it's nice that you can you can change the business however you want. But yeah, that's more of a business thing rather than being a car dealer as such. You know? So yeah, those two things are great. Definitely. And I think the worst thing about being a car dealer, we've already mentioned that, haven't we? Putting up with um, strange customers. Oh, yeah. the customers. The customers yeah. that we need to earn a living. Yeah, it's funny, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, so um, and uh, I don't know if you mind sharing this, then what, what's been your biggest loss that you've had? No, that's car? fine. No, that's fine. Um, stands out. I will not forget this. Uh, it was a Mercedes A45 AMG. Um, I think that was a 64 plate. Lost a grand on it. Uh, it was off sale for probably about six months. It's a catalogue of errors, really. Um, not all were my fault. Um, wrong spec. Complete had night pack. That was it. Literally, that was it, which means <laughs> what? Not a lot. Black wheels, tints. Yeah. I think that's probably it. It was pants. It didn't have leather, didn't have heated seats, didn't have pan roof, didn't have nav, um, didn't have aero kit. Um, that was a schoolboy error. I just jumped straight into it, saw it yeah. on Sitna, Sitna yeah. online, bought it, got a bit carried away. And then the gearbox started making weird noises. You put it in park, you could hear a clonk in the gearbox, like the actuator oh, was no. going clonk, 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 clonk. And you're like, what? I'm not even in the car. Yeah. So back to Mercedes, they're like, we're going to have to get a diagnosis, 120 quid. You're like, I'm not paying for that. It was still in warranty. So yeah, anyway, they eventually they admitted liability and fixed it. Um, but, you know, it took them about six, seven months to find a, a fix for it. So all that time, oh, it was just cool. dropping yeah. in the book every yeah. month, what, yeah. two, 300 quid. Paid over the price for it anyway. And I managed to get out of it probably about a year later. I lost a grand oh, on it, God. yeah. But you, you know when you sell them, it's such a relief, isn't it? You feel so much better. When, when it's gone. Out, out of your life, out of your mind. It's like a weight off your shoulders, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. reinvest that money, yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, Chris was saying the other day as well. Like, if you've got any, a car with any problems, just get them fixed and get them gone. Just yeah. get them out of your life as quick as you can. That is, yeah. It's a great bit of advice, that. And, that was brilliant. Uh, what is what's your biggest profit then you've had on a car? Oh, it's much, much more enjoyable to talk about this, this, <laughs> this answer. So straight up answer was I think it was just shy of eight grand. Eight and grand, oh brilliant! Yeah, so that was a yeah, birthday was, car then. That was amazing. It was that was literally just before my birthday. I, I sold that about a week before my birthday. So I bought it in December. Um, did a bit of Christmas shopping. I uh, went down to pool. Uh, in Dorset with the missus and I said to her I was like and it's a bit weird I got my laptop with me but um, I can't bid on my phone because uh, this is before the app came out you can bid on your phone and yeah. she looked at me like not on, weird on BCA or, was it yeah that's yeah. it just the usual disappointing look I get from the missus when I'm working when I should yeah. be <laughs> yeah. as you get and I was, oh, I was like oh do you want, yeah, do you want hot chocolate and she's like yeah. yeah okay fine so we went to costa and i was like all i was thinking about was the wi-fi obviously yeah um so i got on the wi-fi got on there and i was like i can't miss this this is a 911 
It's a 996 uh, generation, which for those that don't know, it's a 98 to 05 shape. The most affordable one, basically. Yes. And um, I yes. noticed that had a few specky bits on it. I could tell that it had the upgraded wheels, sports suspension, and probably that means there's a load of other nice stuff with it too. It's normally a sign that someone bothered specking it, which is cool. Um, and the bidding started off well, I think, I'm not even sure it was capping. It was that weird spec. Um, yeah. Started off at like 13,000. And um, I think the auctioneer was bidding me up. I can assume no one else was interested in it. And I must have got it for 13 and a half. And then when it turned up, I checked the label under the bonnet, which tells you what spec it's got. I went online and did a spec check on the, the codes on the label under the bonnet. Yeah. And it turned out it had a really rare power kit. It's called an X51 power kit, which gives it like 30 horsepower from factory, which is oh, like, brilliant. it's like a unicorn. So I was like, where do I price it? So I priced it at 19,000. Yeah. Anyway, and I saw I had this power kit on it. It was like just all these pound signs just falling in front of my eyes. It was amazing because I went back on and uh, the next one with power kit was like 23 or something. So I pitched it on at 22 and um, it sold in about three weeks. Oh, brilliant. 22, 23 what, grand. I can't remember. What, it was what like, was that, yeah. What was that feeling like when you... I couldn't, I, I literally, I couldn't believe it. And I didn't want to get too excited until the guy had driven off. The, you know, he's like, I'm going to buy it. I, I was refusing to get excited until that car had left my driveway. I didn't yeah. want to... <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to get your ops up. Do you want to jinx yeah. it? It's happened so many times before. Yeah, you yeah. get deposits, people... You know, yeah. bottle it and whatnot. I was refusing yeah. to get excited. And then he even did a little bit on finance as well. So can you believe that? It was a nice little tickle at the end of that. So um, Brilliant. And I got a part exchange out of it. So it's like win-win. It's like everyone's perfect combo, right? So yeah. I got this nice Subaru Legacy all-wheel drive, low mileage in yeah. part X and, and did well on that as well. So yeah, that was amazing. But that was a fluke. As by chance there's no way you can really check the spec of these cars um until you get hold of the service book or the label under the bonnet so i can't yes. imagine that be happening anytime soon but you never know no one really wants to buy those old 911s from auction so it depends if i've got brass balls or not to try that again i suppose thing is even if you get one of them a year it just yeah it just helps you at the end of the your, your bottom line doesn't it it's yeah. just just really Massively transforms it doesn't it it's crazy yeah, yeah definitely definitely it's, uh, I was surprised that you, you bought it from the auction, actually, because I thought stuff like that, you know, like getting part exchange or it's a yeah. local. So to get that from BCA as well, that's pretty yeah. incredible, isn't it, really? What, to get, get it with that spec? or Yeah, well, to just to get price. it, yeah, yeah, get that price, that spec and everything. Yeah, I went through a phase. Before I bought my house, uh, which was a couple of years ago, um, Obviously, I was saving for a deposit, and at the time, I was using every single ounce of money that I had. And just before I took a load of money out of the business to get the house, the deposit, yeah. I did have, uh, I think it was six 911s in stock, um, and they were all bought from BCA using that method. Right. Like a method of madness, basically, yeah. to just <laughs> buy these old knackered old 911s yeah on a on a whim yeah but then be prepared to spend the load out and prep but then still turn hopefully a really good margin so 
that worked quite well for a period and also need to take a load of money out of the business i couldn't do that anymore but yeah no that happened a lot and and the auctioneers would have to start them off at like eight nine grand because they just knew that no one was prepared to take a chance and what was arguably one of the most undesirable cars for a used car dealer really because a how do you work on these things b the prices to sort them out and b what's the desirability of selling them probably not that high yeah so yeah yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and so dealing in Porsches then, does, mm. um, do you normally have a good margin across them then? You have to, yeah. I mean, if you look at the top 15 most profitable cars, we're talking net profit yeah. per car, then those cars would, would feature in top 15, like in every, every slot bar maybe three or four other and cars so they are the most profitable ones by do, far do you sometimes have to sit on them quite a long time or? yeah exactly so it's not all good news is it otherwise everyone will be doing it um yeah. so yeah you'd, you'd have a lot of them in stock two months at least three four months maybe um yeah. wasn't that shocking compared to the rest of my stock like based and stock wise wasn't that bad yeah but definitely you'd be prepared to be sat there looking at them but yeah, it, that comes down to your 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 research first beforehand. Yeah. So have you, have you, you always know, been passionate paranoid. about Porsches? Then no, not really. One of my friends, or, or well, one of my someone who I was friends with was like an editor for a, a, a magazine, Porsche magazine. So he got me into it. He said, "You got to get one of these. Got to get one of these." Oh, too much money, mate. He said, "No, no, you can get them for about ten grand now." Yeah. So um, yeah, I bought bought my first one for me. Obviously, just just to see how what, what the fuss was all about. Yeah, using his knowledge, learnt loads from him, and um, yeah, quickly formed a circle of friends like local to here. We always go out for drives on Sunday and stuff, and always talk about cars and, and Porsche and stuff. And uh, that was yeah. it, really. Knowledge just grew from there. So yeah, it's it's key to be knowledgeable about it because the sort of guy that calls up claims to them more than they arguably do so yeah. if you've got an ounce of knowledge yourself it's yeah. going to help be more convincing so that's how i ended up getting into it yeah because I, I i bet that the type of customer that they attract they're going to know a lot about that car anyhow aren't they so you've got to have a lot yeah. of a lot in your armory to to come back at them with exactly yeah you know it exactly yeah it can be quite demanding but again that's just another challenge to rise to yeah, but it, for, for for the margins, it's worth it, isn't it? Because even if you've got yeah. four grand across them, and you can tell you can sell ten a, a year, it's going to make such a big difference, isn't it, to your bottom line? Yeah, yeah. I think that was my best year. I think it was probably last year, not the one just gone, but the one before. It was my most profitable, but that was because I did have so many of these nine elevens in stock. But it goes back to what Chris was saying on the podcast of the day. You've got to tailor it to to your needs. I mean, at the time, I couldn't have. 20 in stock like i do now i could yeah. only have 15 yeah and yeah. with the money that i had i couldn't just keep buying these three four grand cars because i didn't have anywhere to put them um i wasn't ready to buy a house at the time um so my only option was to have more expensive yeah and just keep the numbers below 15 because i didn't have any more space for them so yeah that was uh, that was a clever way to to manage everything at the same time was to have quite a few more expensive ones that would stick around for a bit longer but make more money. Yeah, but where I'm at the minute, 
hopefully we're going to be able to get 50 cars on but I think god wow. where am I going to get all the money for these 50 cars so now I've got to stock profiles got to go a bit cheaper yeah um, but I, I do generally want to be more busier because I want to be in, in the long run I want to have people working for me yeah um, so for me at the moment that, that that that's where I want to go you know I want people working for me and me to not have to be doing everything you know, because that's yeah. what I feel like I've, I've done for the last four years. Yeah. You know, the one thing I'm really fed up of doing at the minute is taking pictures of cars. Um, so time-consuming. Yeah. I, and I yeah. always said to Mrs. R, yeah, I'm nearly done here. I've just got to take photos of it. I'll be <clears> home <throat> in about 40 minutes. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm always there. Like, it's like over an hour. I know. I'm there. And then you want to shoot the video as well. And then, like, yeah. there's the noise that gets halfway through your 10-minute video. Like, oh, I've got to shoot it again. Yeah, yeah. It's and then your phone so, goes and cuts off the video. You're like, oh, yeah. I've got to put it on airplane mode. And it's just... <laughs> yeah. that, that's why I want to get a videographer for him to do all that as well. Yeah, and I, I think it free it. up a lot of time for me to focus on, on growing the business. Yeah. Uh, at the minute, I'm just operating it. And it's, it's having so many cars. I mean, we, we do quite a few sailor returns on there. So they're not all my yeah. cars. But at the yeah. same time, it... it, it it just takes up so much of your time, doesn't it? And yeah. um, I mean, like like Nick, these cars, the pictures are absolutely amazing. And I would love yeah. to get all my pictures like like Nick from yeah. Lovely Cars. But yeah. for me, using an iPad, I can get all the angles right and I can upload it as quick as possible. And it's just it just saves me time. But if I get this videographer, I'll probably get a better camera and he'll be able to spend more time on doing better pictures. And that's what you'll need to stand out. So we all need, we all need to stand out in some way, don't we? So, um, yeah. What one app or program you can't live without? Um, good question. Um, <clears throat> my own personal answer to that would be my uh, purchase checker spreadsheet. Um, so it's not going to be particularly insightful to anyone out there, but I yeah. guess it's like a dealer management system. But for me, I've tailored that. It tells me exactly what I need to pay for a car to make desired profit all the costs involved so that's my bible really if i didn't have that i'd just be peeing in the wind and bidding on whatever and realizing yeah. i'd be left short so that is absolutely key for me but app wise um the bca buyer app is is something that i look at probably every other day like i said i want to try and get away from buying unseen because there's so many you know unknowns yeah. but that said there's still some key models and cars that I always look out for and yeah. always sell well for me. So regular checks on that app to see if there's any of those cars on there is, is key for me because I know they'll sell well and there'll be good margin in it. So without the BCA buyer app, uh, I don't know, of course, you still go online, but that is a big um, time saver and you can bid on the move as well. So you can never miss out on stuff like that 911 that I've already mentioned that, you know, had good profit in stuff like that. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. I, I think that, that BCA app, when they brought that out, made life a lot easier. Yeah. Because 100%. before, you'd have to try and find the car on your, your, your laptop. You'd have to find the... Because my yeah. name was really good for bidding on, on your uh, laptop because it just goes straight into the auction, you find the car. Yeah. But for, for me with BCA, you'd have to find... the the lot number, the auction house and all that stuff. Yeah. So when they brought out that BCA buyer app, it's just so much easier. So I use 
I haven't bought from Mannheim now for six months. And I'd say it's mainly really? because of that app. Yeah, definitely. I've told them that as well. I've told, that, I've told them that twice, at least. I've said on the phone, I said, you've not, you've not bought from us for a while. Is there, you know? I said, yeah. yeah. It's like, where's your app? And they're like, oh, right. oh, yeah. A few people have said that and, and uh, we're working on it. And you know, also, it's not as easy as just knocking one up. I said, no, no, I completely appreciate that. But I'll tell you that, just having an app, I will start buying from you if it's, yeah. if it's just as good as the BCA one. So don't worry about, you know, it needs to do this. It needs to do exactly what the BCA one does and you'll be laughing. That's all I said to them. And I said that yeah. more than once. So hopefully they can, um, they can take note of that. Yeah, definitely. It's just like you said before, keep it simple. And that's yeah. what they've done with that app. And it's brilliant. And yeah. this, this purchase checker spreadsheet, then, is that... Yeah. Something you've made up yourself then? Yeah, so it's something that I used anyway, because when I used to work at Nissan, um, me and a colleague used to run the eBay store. So they used to sell parts direct to dealers. And so we'd have a spreadsheet set up there anyway, so we'd know how much it would cost us to get the, the parts from the warehouse in Holland or Japan or wherever. Yeah. And then we'd know what the margin would be or have to be a minimum and then retail price. So I basically just kind of remembered that and implemented that into my business. Um, and that's it. It's probably like what, eight, nine columns starting from left to right. So it'd be like the reg make model bid price, bid price, including fee transport, um, prep costs all in, which obviously I can take an average across all the cars that I buy yeah. now. Um, so I've got like four or 500 cars that I've sold. Just take an average of that prep cost. Obviously, if I know it needs more, I'll put an additional figure in. And then it'll just give me, obviously, the gross profit. And then, obviously, you, you net off the VAT. And it leaves you with a, a, a net profit figure. And then a percentage return on investment as well. So it kind of gives you an idea. That's fine if you're going to spend 20 grand on an evoke. And it might earn you, you know, sort of 1,800 quid, which is quite good. Yeah. But actually, what the return on that is probably quite poor. So yeah, it is, yeah it makes you think twice about certain yeah. deals yeah. for having all that information in there. Cause you'd rather have X amount yeah. with, with that 18 grand, you could buy what five cars at four grand. Couldn't you? And, yeah, that's uh, it. And get eight, 900 out of them maybe. And yeah, it, it, yeah. It helps you yeah. rein you back in when you see a nice shiny, you know, more yeah. expensive car. You kind of think, oh, hang on a minute, actually. Yeah. What about that? that micro that was offered to me the other day for two grand, I should really give them a call back, you know, yeah, things like yeah. that. See, I look at cars, they're just commodities now. It doesn't matter if it's a micro yeah. or a bloody yeah. Mercedes. Um, so have you got any advice to any prospering car dealers out there who are just thinking of starting up? That's a good one. Um, oh, just do your best to try and find some reputable and reasonable guys to help you in the areas that you aren't very good at or can't do yourself. So is there anyone out there that can repair your cars for not a lot of money? Yeah. Someone that you can trust who's good at their job. Um, you know, can you ask around, see if there's a local body shop or, or smart repairer that can come out and do jobs for a reasonable price? Because if you don't think you're going to need them now, that's fine, but you're going to need them at some point when you grow and expand. You know, maybe, you know, if a customer comes back with an issue, you know, do you have someone on hand? Is there maybe like a second person 
mechanic-wise, if he's busy, yeah. to help you out because you're going to want to get these issues resolved as quickly yeah. as possible. Um, yeah. So it's all about building up a network of contacts as yeah. quickly as you can. That's one thing that I missed out on massively when I was starting out. You know, I was hemorrhaging money. My expenses and cost of sales was huge because yeah. I was just taking them to, to the local garage, and that's fine. But if you're giving them a lot of work at sort of 50 quid an hour, 60 quid an hour you're paying, you ain't making no profit by the time you've sold, yeah. sold it. So um, you need to work hard to try and network and find yeah. out from different people who's, who's good to use in the area. Your network is your net worth. That's one of my favourite sayings. Though. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's just, it's, so it's like who, who you surround yourself with, uh, you know, if you, if you surround yourself with like six people that smoke, you're going to end up smoking. Uh, yeah but if you surround yourself with good mechanics that are reasonably priced and then they'll go oh, we, we know a good uh body shop and he, he's well oh, that's, cheap how it and, works. that's exactly yeah, how it works that's that's how i mean when i first started i was paying a fortune I, I went through about three or four mechanics until i found the one you know and I, i've been yeah. with it for the last however many years and, and that's what you, you you've got to got to fail forward as well haven't you like fail quickly and then just keep going, just keep going. Yeah. Get, get up, dust yourself down and then, and then, and then move on to the next bit. And then, and then it gets easier as it goes along, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And you, you'll pick up more. And if you're not an expert in certain areas, like I'm the mechanic, I've never really worked on any cars that I've had in stock. And just by being inquisitive and asking questions with, you know, the mechanic that I use mainly now, I'm just intrigued. I'm always asking questions. He's always happy yeah. to answer them. Yeah. And, you know, roll on five years to where I am now. And if I get a noise on a car or there's something weird going on, I can pretty much guess what the problem is. And that's yeah. not because I've done a course or anything. It's just learning on the job yes. and asking questions and being inquisitive and just learning and wanting to learn more. And the other one that I had that's come to me now is if you don't already do them, just do PDIs and invoices all the time without fail. Yeah. And like I said, there's an error in not taking receipts for deposits and not doing PDIs at the start, I mean, that is so important to get yeah. right. And get even if you don't know how to do PDI, get someone else to do it for you. Um, yeah. It's, you know, just get it done for the sake of what it costs, such little money. It's going to be your saving grace potentially in the future if you know, there's a claim or you know you get taken to court or whatever. It's going to be so important to so just keep a paper trail of every car that you sell. Yeah, That's vital. Definitely, definitely. The, the, the one time where a customer was going to try to take me to court, I had everything yeah. PDI, uh, warranty book. I luckily, just done an MOT before I bought it, and everything, yeah, everything just yeah. went in my favour because I had a, a really good paper trail. So, yeah. start out as you mean to go on. Definitely That's do it. that. Yeah, do it from the start. And uh, yeah, couldn't, Alex, can you leave us with your favourite quote? Ah, uh, this one. Uh, well, there's now as queer as folk. That's quite a good one. <laughs> so if, oh, um, yeah. if you get the woman that's giving you the, the whole chat about your negative vibe and yeah. oh, I don't like this aura you're sending out, Alex, it's probably, it's probably not you that's the problem because somebody else is going to turn up and buy that car without issue in three days' time. So yeah. um, there is nothing quite as weird as, as the human race. So... Definitely. If someone's, you know, giving you a bad time of it, just take a step back and think, oh, it's just a weirdo. Don't worry about them. You know, yeah. Someone's going to come along and, yeah. 
and love that car and and love the service. So, yeah, don't be don't be surprised when you get some oddballs onto the pitch or turn up at home to buy the car because uh, the world's full of them. So the more you can meet in the shortest space of time as possible, the more you can be accustomed to deal with pretty much anything that gets thrown your way. So, yeah, it's quite a good one. I love that one. Oh, that's brilliant, that Alex. So um, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been brilliant talking to you. Um, where, where can people find you? Uh, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so, well, thanks a lot for having me on, David. It's been uh, really enjoyable talking to you. So, yeah, you can find me on uh, quite active on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, yeah, also check out the website if you want to. So, yeah, it's all, you know, forward slash Small Cars Direct on Facebook and Instagram page. Obviously got my own personal um, Facebook profile as well. You can find me there, Alex Bradley. I think that's about it, really. They're, they're the main ones, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, David. Nice talking Cheers, to you. Mate. Bye. Bye. So, big thank you to Alex there for that brilliant conversation. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook and also to subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts.